Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of the Terriers Talk podcast and today due to time constraints we're going to be doing a dual episode reviewing the game against Coventry City on Monday and then previewing the game against Ipswich taking place on Saturday. We're recording this on Thursday evening so we'll hopefully have this out Thursday night. Both been back at uni this week, scheduling's been difficult but we have an idea now of kind of what to expect so going forward it should be back to the kind of summer holidays kind of schedule that we've had um, where we know what's going on and you guys have consistent episodes at consistent times each week. Uh, the fact we played Monday didn't really help with that as well. Anyways, start of a cov. Darren first game. Neither of us went. How how did you... How was that game in your eyes? Completely a game of two halves. It's the Town. first got written. Completely. I mean, I didn't even look at your notes, but a game of two halves completely. And um, I think any side that comes out under a new manager is going to be a side that plays with with a slight amount of caution, even if it's subconscious. And I think Town definitely had that aspect about them. That was definitely the case for us in the first 45 minutes of Monday night's game. And um, yeah, fans weren't too happy at all. And I wasn't too happy at all, kind of watching it on at home. And realistically, I don't think that's what we expected for the whole of the game because it's not what we got. And, you know, we we are going to gel to Moore's kind of style of play. But we did not get our foot on the ball whatsoever the first half. Uh, Coventry were all over us. Nichols was called into action a lot and we were just being stretched and we we really couldn't get out and Town only had a, a few chances on the counter-attack. I think Karama really should have done a bit better um, on the counter-attack and I think we had one more where someone, I think Bergsall could have squared it to Karama and that could have been 1-0 Town but apart from that it was all Coventry and um, I mean Ellis Sims he, he, he cuts in and absolutely rifles it and Nichols makes an unbelievable save but unfortunately uh, I think it's Yassin Ayari opens yeah. deadlock yeah it's it's one of them where it, it was just a bit of a poor game from from attackers from both sides because yeah. Carl had the majority of the ball but they didn't do much with it um, which is very dissimilar to last season um, whenever Cov went forward last season, you'd be worried about either Harmer or Jokeres doing something, yeah. even if neither of them were on the ball during the attack. There's always the worry that Harmer comes into the box late or Jokeres just exists. Just what he does, yeah. yeah. Um, and there wasn't, there wasn't any of, well, there was there was parts of that on, on Monday night, but there wasn't loads of the games because Ellis Sims just hasn't hit the ground running um, no. for whatever reason. Obviously, when he does, and he will do because he is a very good striker, Coventry will do all right. It's just kind of a case of getting him to that point, potentially scoring that first goal um, against Nichols. If Nichols doesn't make that save, it goes in. It's a very good strike. Um, but it was, it, was, it was quite toothless. And then, obviously, there were questions about the goal, whether it was handball, I'm still not sold either way, to be honest. It's, I think yeah. whichever camera angle you look at, it changes your point of view on it. I think if Towns yeah. found that, there's no questions from our side of it and Cov fans are asking it and vice versa. So it's always going to be a, a weird one. VAR would 100% have a look at it if there was VAR. Probably, thank God, it's not a thing in, in the championship. But 
yeah, one of, one of those first arts where you look at and you go, right, there's work that needs to be done here. And I don't think that was unexpected given Moore literally came in Friday night, probably had a training session Friday morning at a push, but then had them for Saturday, maybe a little bit on Sunday. So very little time to get his squad up to standard, very little time to implement his ideas, very little time to actually talk to them in, in that kind of setting. You get to half time at 1-0 down, where Town probably could have scored as well, like you said. Karoma probably should do better with the with the chance that I believe it was Radoni played into him. Yeah. Um, and he took a touch and tried to shoot. Potentially should have just shot from the off, but anyways, swings and roundabouts. You go into half time and Darren Moore, we, we've all seen the, the clip of Darren Moore's press, press conference team talk uh, in the second leg against... Uh, Peterborough in the playoffs by now he's a man that will give a team title when it needs to be given and I'm guessing at half time he went in there and he he said a few choice words because oh, it, yeah, completely. it didn't look like a Huddersfield side it didn't look like a Darren Moore side so it was there was a lot that needed to be done and, and, and credit to Darren Moore for, for what we came out of the second half like yeah I mean just a thought to go into half time only 1-0 down we did quite well because um, as you said Coventry weren't very clinical whatsoever, but you know, if we didn't have Nichols or you know someone, one of our defenders is an inch that way or an inch the other way, it's it's two, three, four nil, and yeah. the fact that we did go in at, at one nil down and we did have something to build on was was really quite lucky because Town deserved to be a few goals down going into um you know going into the sheds and. Yeah, I can imagine Darren Moore delivered one of his what what we will probably come to know one of his um not not hair dryers, but he, he probably would have said you know come on lads you know you're better than that yeah um and we came out and completely flipped the game on its head um yeah our forwards can be really dangerous and I think that'll be something that we will be become exposed to and accustomed to under Darren Moore he will want all systems firing at one time. We completely flipped the game on its head. I think I've got a graphic. Um, nope, I don't. I've lost it on my phone. But Sky Sports uh, posted the graphic at full time, and it was basically showing how Town performed um, offensively and in the first half and the second half, and the differences were absolutely incredible. Yeah. And I think someone who majorly contributed to that difference was Sorber Thomas, who came on on the 64th minute for Jim Headley. And we know how deadly Sorba can be and his deliveries and his overall presence on the pitch when he is playing good football. And he completely flipped the game on his head, didn't he? Yeah, so that's that's the Sorba Thomas that town fans expect to see because everybody knows how good he can be. Everybody knows how good he is. Everybody knows that he's got that in his locker. It's as simple as that. Sorba Thomas is a very dangerous footballer when he's confident. And with what he said last week after the game against... I want to say Stoke. No, game before. Game before Stoke. Yeah. Uh, my mind's my mind's gone blank. Rotherham. Yeah, yeah. Rotherham. Uh, how what he said in his interview. I just want to focus on his football. Block out the noise. If that's the result of that, block out every noise possible. Get yeah, him completely. Get him noise cancelling headphones. Do the yeah. lot. Agreed. Um, because he's so dangerous on that right side when he's just. Sober when there's no else, there's no expectations. He's just sober Thomas on a football pitch, no noise around him. That's the kind of football that town 
know and the town need going forward. What town needs, yeah, yeah. We need that and, completely. And he changed the game. He came on and Cov looked so, so scared of him. Um, we looked so much more offensive. We looked more dynamic. There was there was a million and one things that you could say that Saw provided on on um, Monday night, and it just it makes it makes sense to then potentially look at starting him next game over Jackson and and Headley, and it kind of makes you question why Jackson and Headley were the chosen wing backs at the start. To be honest, because Jackson obviously. Played last season as a left back, as a left wing back, starting him as a right wing back. Well, starting him as a right wing back, not even playing as a right wing back, starting him is, I don't want to say a rogue move, but it's it's a move that before the game, if you'd have asked me to say a lineup, I wouldn't be saying that. Yeah, he wouldn't be there. Yeah. yeah. So it kind of leads you to say, well, is that going to be the future of, of how things go or is he going to look to start Sauber next week? Well, conversely, I'm just thinking, could that be Sauber's best? method of attack, throwing him on tired legs and whipping balls into the box. And he might not like it, but and, and I know it's a one-time thing and I know he's been absolutely lethal off the bench just on Monday. Could that be his, you know, could that be Darren Moore's tactical weapon? No, Who knows? No. And, no. Uh, per- personally, personally. You think, you, you think from the start? Yeah, you've got... You've got to play like Sarver Thomas there. You can't start it from the bench forty six games out of the season because Oh no, no, not 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 all season, no. Completely not. Because then obviously we know what we're missing. When yeah. he is when he is firing, we're missing what you know, one of the best crosses in the league. And you know, you can't have that for thirty odd minutes, not not even that. But yeah. you know, if he does decide to switch it up, we do know we've got Sorber as that option to throw on. And you know, I was I was saying earlier we how he changed the game and referring to that graphic. I have now found that graphic, which is good. And it's a really, really powerful one, which Darren Moore will probably look at and think, right, that's what my team can do. And yeah. first half, Town had one shot. Second half, nine shots. First half, zero shots on target. Second half, four shots on target. First half, four touches in Coventry's box. Second half, 19. Um. First half, 25 passes in the final third. Second half, 61. First half, 0.06 expected goals. Second half, 0.72. And then possession, which is, you know, this speaks volumes, 32% in the first half, 51 in the second half. We battered them second half. And that just shows, I'd be massively encouraged if I was Darren Moore because it's not even a full game like you've seen. Um... You know, attacking wise, it's forty-five minutes, and you know, to have nine shots, four on target, and absolutely dominate Coventry, and then eventually get the reward will be really encouraging. Yeah, I think it's it's only fair to speak about that reward. Sober involved, puts the ball into the box. It's a, da- it's a dangerous ball into the box. Harrod flicks it on. I think um, that's going in. By the way, if 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 their defender doesn't block it, I think Harrod scores. I don't know about that. Um, to be honest, I don't really care because because. It's, it's Michael Ellick again. What a man. Honestly, it's, what a man. It's three on the bounce, we so we can't speak <laughs> about him too much. And what, what do you even say at this point? He, he is absolutely phenomenal. He is absolutely it incredible. It's just, he, yeah, Michael, Michael Ellick, just that, that is the podcast now. Change the name, change the art, <laughs> change it, change it, logo, change. It's, it's happening. It's, he is 
one of the best defenders in the league. And oh, I'm not even being reactionary at this point. He was excellent defensively uh, on Monday. And he scores a 95th minute equaliser. I don't know what more... <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know what more you could want from Huddersfield Town Centre-half. Because first half of this season, he is just... Well, not even half. First eight games this season. It's, it's not half a season yet, God. Yeah, first three games this season, he's just been churning out performance on performance and goals as well. I mean, if I mean the the poise and the the composure, you yeah. know, the but the the clock literally struck ninety four minutes as he tapped that ball in. I think it hit the net, and that was it. Literally, last kick of regulation time, and it's one all, and you've got. You know, 200 town fans going absolutely berserk behind the goal. Um, seen some, seen some brilliant videos. Uh, <laughs> you know, of, of, of when we scored and we deserved it. We we completely deserved a point. I think that was a, I think that was a fair result because you've got the first half, you've got strikers who couldn't finish with Coventry. Second half, we were really knocking on the door, but we weren't prolific enough to warrant maybe a win. So you know, one all and and to equalise the last second of the game in proper Darren Moore fashion, yeah, is something I think we will come to see a lot more because I think town teams of the past would probably think, all right, okay, I don't, you know, d- d- I don't see a way of of getting back into the game so late, but that's not going to happen with Darren Moore at all. I think we know that, and we know. The perfect example of that was, you know, when they played uh, Peterborough last season at, at Hillsborough and Liam Palmer, I think, literally last kick of the game to send it to penalties. Was, was it penalties? I think it was penalties. Might have been. It might have been penalties or extra time. Or, or extra time, yeah. yeah. Something like that. To send the game into a, you know, into into another contest. That's what we're going to see more of. And I don't think we'd even be here speaking about Helix winner Sorry, not winner. It feels like a winner. Equaliser without one man, and that is Lee Nichols, who again showed he's one of the, if not the best goalkeeper in the division. Because, I mean, what can you say, Ben? Unbelievable yet again. He's very good, isn't he? Our our defence is really good, and it has two very good players in it, and then the rest of the defence just builds from that. And that's that's not saying... We don't have other good defenders apart from Nichols and and Hellick, but they just are stand out, and you could put a case forward for them starting for probably most teams in the division. Nichols is great. We've known he's great for ages. We've been saying it for three seasons now, three, two or three seasons. Well, two seasons. This is the third. Yeah, yeah. he he is fantastic, and you kind of look at it and you go. Thank God that Luton went for Kaminsky instead, because he's he's incredible. Um, I've I've literally got written Nichols is incredible. Like he's there's there's very much little no, there's very little else to add to that other than well, that. no you can't yeah you there's, can't he is exceptional he's a very good shot stopper he leads from the back in the video of him celebrating after he's just brilliant excellent he's yeah. he's great to watch. Um, as well, what I want to kind of mention on on this is is another player that I thought played really really well. Two players that I thought played well, um, 
Ben Wiles just yep. again fits in that Benjamin. incredible bracket where you just say he's incredible, move on because you you won't be able to find words that properly do injustice. He was absolutely exceptional again. Engine on him, brilliant. Defensive work rate, brilliant. Attacking work rate, brilliant. He's got an eye for a pass. He's dangerous on the ball. He's just, he's exceptional. And then the other player that I want to mention again, Bergzog. He's growing got in there, confidence. Isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's growing in there. confidence. And that's that's exactly what we need to see. We know he's got quality. He drives us up the pitch well. I just think that going forward, and this uh, this is the final thing I want to actually mention about the game. It's the final thing I've got written in my notes. Um, looking at our midfield and attacks, I think the defence was spawn. I don't think you changed that defence at all. You've got Ben Jackson, Radoni, Jonathan Ogg, Ben Wiles, Jimmy Medley, Bergzog and Corona, that's who he started. And then he brought on Sauber, Hudlin and Harrod. Yep. How do you then line that up for next week? Because I'm I'm gonna move us on to that on the next week, really, with that. But but what would you prefer us to have that kind of midfield and attacking line be? Well, I think firstly Moore did say we do need more firepower up front. And yeah. whether he sees that as we start Keen Arrett, we start even Kyle Hudlin, it'll be really interesting to see. Um, Midfield-wise, I'm just looking who, who actually lined up. I mean, Rodoni, again, brilliant. I don't think I don't think you changed that. Uh, Wiles. No. I think your central midfield three, I don't think you changed. Wiles, Hogg, Rodoni, I don't think you changed. No. Now, Jackson and Headley, I'd expect Sorba to replace either or. Um, and then it's 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 a tricky one because Karoma, we know what he can do. Bergsorg yeah. is growing in confidence, so you know you swap one of those one of those out for Harry or Hudlin, and you're thinking, oh, we are missing quite a valuable asset to the team here. And I think Bergsorg will will definitely will be one of those players where if you you know, omit him from the starting eleven for a few games. I think he'll curl up into a shell again, and I don't think the town can afford that because I think once he gets his first goal, once he gets sorry, not first goal, um, a few more goals, um, under his belt, and you know starts playing the way he wants to, I think he'll be 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 really good for town. And as you said, um, defense, I don't think that changes. Midfield three, I don't think that changes, and. I think Sorba really should be in Darren Moore's thoughts for Saturday. And I, I, I've got no doubt he will be because if those two can strike up a really good working relationship, I'd be really excited to see how Sorb Thomas does under Darren Moore. And then it's just your front two and either your left or your right side, whether you keep it or you rotate. And I think we've got a few decent options if you were to rotate. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think personally, our, our best lineup involves Karoma off the left, Sorg yeah. on the right, and then you have Bergzog and someone, whether that be Harrow, whether that be Ward, whether that be Hudlin. Whichever yeah. one of those three, I think you get your best from Karoma because he's allowed to cut in. He doesn't have to do all the defensive work because he's got Nakayama and Ben Wiles next to him and uh, behind him. Sorber's up and down, so the fact you've got Matty Pearson there is, is right enough. Hogg can drop in uh, with that back line and if needs be can change to a four 
Nakayama. If you want to stick Ruffles yeah. in, a, in a left wing back, can do. Exactly. So we've, we've got so much choice there, but I think your best bet is Bergzog and somebody up front and then Karelma off the left just because the left, yeah. I feel like you get more from that and then Bergzog having him up front with a proper striker gets you more. I don't think Har- I don't think Karelma gets in the position that Harry got in for the Heli goal. Oh no, 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 no. That's not for debate, no. So I think that's probably the best the best way that we can look forward with it. But we're going from playing what would have been a, a really difficult game last season, um, against a really strong side contending for playoffs to a se- to a team that looked like us last season where gone from playoffs to losing a few players and look a bit shell shocked to Ipswich who are Absolutely flying. It's going. It's it's going to be an unbelievable test, and I mean Ipswich fans. I'm sure there'll be a few watching. I mean, firstly, well done because the start they've had is absolutely sensational. Rather, eight games, seven wins, one loss against uh, our friends down the road. Um, they're averaging two point one goals per game. And the only thing keeping them off top of the table is goal difference. And that is to Premier League quality Leicester City. I mean, it's just a testament to the club in general and the appointment of Kieran McKenna that you could say was was a risk because you get a lot of top coaches or assistant managers at big clubs who they drop down a few leagues or, you know, even... Um, jump across to a, a side lower down in the Premier League and they just don't do well whatsoever and McKenna he just seems to have that natural ability to to manage yeah 100% and I mean, I mean he just I think he just builds teams to win so far yeah I think you look at the situation that he came into at Ipswich he's completely revitalised that club Um, we, we all know how good of a manager he is he's a very exciting young manager mm. He's got a side that have bought into his style. You've got a club that have bought into his style. You've got a fan base that have bought into his style. They love him, and you can see why. He's a, he's a very good manager, and he's he's set his side up that they're doing extremely, extremely well. They've recruited well in the summer. I'm looking at the list here. You've got Twan Zebe, um, Dane Scarlett, Hutchinson. Like, he, he knows what well. he's doing. Yeah, he knows exactly what he's doing. And... As a result, you know, like you say, doing incredibly, and to lose one game in your first season in the championship in eight is quite frankly ridiculous. But yeah, I've just found a little ridiculous. little stat for you. Um, in Darren Moore's last four games against Kieran McKenna, he has drawn three and won one. Oof. So he knows. No losses. Yeah. They they definitely do know what each other are about, and you know I'm sure they would have analysed each other massively last season as promotion mm-hmm. contenders, and obviously both did go on to achieve promotion in very very different scenarios, and that is a really really good matchup, and I think there can be a lot taken from Darren Moore Sheffield Wednesday that is going to be transferred to Darren Moore's Huddersfield Town, and McKenna will be licking his lips at the prospect of facing Darren Moore in a higher league. Sorry, my emails are going off here. I don't know what's going on. Um, but yeah, I think 
the matchup will be really, really exciting. And Ipswich, unbelievably, have sold out their away end, which is an absolute trick. So they'll be well supported. And I think what what you will expect from Ipswich this season, and definitely on Saturday, is is goals. I'm just looking at their uh, games this season. You know, first game of the season, two one at Sunderland, two nil at Stoke, one nil win at QPR. 4-3 loss at Leeds, 3-2 win against Cardiff, beating Sheffield Wednesday 1-0, Southampton 1-0, and then most recently 4-3 against Blackburn. So whilst they might be good going forward, I think Town could really, really hit them where it hurts. And I'm expecting a really, really good clash. And by no means am I expecting Town to come away with a win, a draw. I I do think we will come out on the wrong side of the, of the result. but um. It will be really, really interesting to see because, you know, first home game of Darren Moore's tenure as gaffer. And could you see this as a free hit? Um, I don't think he'll see it as a free hit, no. At the end of the day, they're, they're a very good side, but he knows what they're about. Um, I'm ready for this to be clipped uh, after Ipswich went on Saturday, but I, I don't think it's a free hit. I don't think you can... Ultimately, they're in the championship. We're in the championship. You cannot look yeah. at any game as a free hit because doing so, what's the point in you being a manager? If if you if you're looking at a game and going, they're all right at football. I'm just gonna tell it, lads, it's a free. It hit. was like it was like a Warnock last season at Burnley away. I think we 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 came into that game with the mindset of, and even he said, I'm I'm just gonna tell the lads to go out there and play as well as they can, and you know that turned out well. We got beat four 0 So I agree with you. I don't think there's any. Um, space to have that mentality, and I don't think he will, and I don't think it makes. I don't sense think he will. It, yeah, it don't it, make sense though, because no, you look at it. He knows how tough of a job he's going to have coming in to replace Neil Warnock, and he's going to have a fan base that, for a while, are probably going to always be like, "Oh, wish we starred Warnock until it comes good, and we're going to be like, oh yeah, he's he's not bad this time." Right, him, yeah, yeah. So he's he knows there's probably going to be an uphill battle to do that. So then start start your home tenure off as manager with a very good showing against Ipswich puts you in very good stead. It, it really doesn't. I, I think that's the way that he's got to look at it and that's the way he will look at it. I don't think he'll come into the game going, it's, it's a poor game, it's a start at home, is what it is. He'll look to go out there and he'll go, look, we played much better on the front foot last game against the side that have some quality in there. Why can we not do the same? We've we've got yeah. a very good defence. We can hit teams on the counter. We can hit teams well. Let's do it. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, he's going to want to put on a show. He's going to want to, he's going to want his fan base to get behind him as soon as he can. And putting out a a poor side against it, which doesn't do that, and he'll know that. He knows he knows management. He knows football very well. Um, and ultimately, he'll he'll know what kind of a fan base it is, given the fact he's been at Wednesday, given the fact he's been at Doncaster. He'll know what kind of a club and what kind of fan base he's walking into. Aside, a, a fan base that will want the team to be proud to play for the badge, will want to fight for every opportunity. We'll, be, we'll probably be underdogs in nine times out of ten situations, but yeah. we'll go out and fight for the badge, which is exactly what we want as town fans. So, no chance he sees it as a free hit, in my opinion. No, I yeah, I agree. I agree, and I think he'll he'll want to get the ball rolling before we do go back to his uh, old stomping ground. Um. We play Birmingham after Ipswich and then Chef Wednesday away. And then, uh, you know, he will really, really want to 
get the ball rolling and have momentum going into that game. So, yeah, I don't, I don't see why we can't take it to Ipswich or can't at least attempt to take it to Ipswich. Whether it'll, um, you know, pay off, who knows? And I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll put the question to you, Ben. Uh, I can see you smirking here because because you know what's coming. Uh, give us a score prediction, mate. Um, one one, one all. Okay. Yeah, I think they they know each other's management style. Um. Moore's going to look to impress. So it genuinely wouldn't surprise me if Town won two one. Um, if the the game could go either way, but I reckon, I reckon both teams will score. Um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm with you on that. I think both teams will definitely score. I think it'll be, I, it's, it's hard to say, but I, I don't think the league positions will be reflective of the game and I think it'll be a really really interesting game and both teams will want to attack and be on the front foot and I agree both teams will score and I just think on the day um, it was which yeah I'm I'm, I'm going to go 2-1 it was which but again like you I wouldn't be surprised if Town did uh, throw up a surprise and you know fingers crossed because that would be the perfect way to start uh, Darren Moore's tenure at the Johnson Stadium and hopefully we can turn it into a fortress. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if Town were to get a result from the game, if Town were to get a point, it's five unbeaten, which mm. after the first few games, who'd have thought we'd be saying that? Yeah, who would have thought, yeah. So, it's, it's a confidence breeder. Yeah, as long as as long as you look at that game and say, look, if we can get a point there, that's a very good result against a strong Ipswich side, then then it's very good and you move on to, to Birmingham on Wednesday you move on to Chef Wednesday and then a few weeks after that, you've got Leeds. It's a tough opening month, but I think it's one that Darren Moore's going to look at and go, right, let's, let's stamp us foot on the division. Let's get me brand of football getting going early. Yeah. And, and let's just attack sides. So I think if we can make it five on the, on the bounce unbeaten, then we, we've, we've got yeah. a very good position to kick off from because we're not far outside the playoffs. I don't think, I think we're still, three or four points outside of relegation. Early so, in the season, isn't it? So I it, think to get... Ridiculously early in the season, so you can't really say, oh, Town are going to win the league under Darren Moore. Probably won't happen. But you can say, Town have a starting block here, get behind Darren Moore in his first game at home and show kind of what Huddersfield Town expect from, from him and he'll know what, what the club expect and hopefully we see a good showing on Saturday as a result of it. Fingers crossed. Yeah. And I think that I think that wraps us up unless unless we've you've got anything add to anything add to else? Anything else to add? No, nothing from me. And uh yeah, just f- fingers crossed that we can kick on under Darren Moore. Yeah, well thank you very much for listening as always. Please like, share, subscribe. You know the jazz at this point. We sh- we should have an audio recording just play at the end of each episode. Um but as always your support is really appreciated. Last week has been a bit mental. Um, I've not checked the the views on the the Darren Moore video and the Warnock video in a while, but at some point it was at around two thousand views between the two of them. Whether that's more now, um, yeah, the spot has been very overwhelming. We're very grateful for that. So, thank you very much for it. Um, as always, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music, top podcasters, this, that, the other, um, and leave your comments below for what you think the score will be against Ipswich and any thoughts from the game against Coventry or the upcoming game against Ipswich. So once again, thank you for listening 
and we shall see you next time.